I'm willing to put money on the fact that you had this kind of argument with your family over Christmas, the one that goes a little bit like, well, we had it worse when we were kids when it comes to buying a house. In the uh, Avo Green corner, coming in with record low interest rates, it's the millennials who try and overcome the record market prices uh, and low markets availability and stock to get their own home. Uh, you've got uh, the baby blue boomer corner. Anyone born between 1946 and 1964 has faced crazy interest rates and tells you that they had to sacrifice to achieve home ownership. I know my mother did. I think she was paying at one point about 19% interest rates and I certainly have heard about it a lot ever since. With interest rates set to continue to rise, it's the conversation, nay, argument, really, that we're going to continue to have. So let's settle this for once and for all. Uh, are we comparing apples with oranges? And exactly who and which generation had it worse when it comes to buying a house? I'd love to hear from you. The text line's been getting rather fiery, 0418 You can tweet me at RN Drive or message me via the ABC Listen app. Gordon in Carlton says, Hi, Andy, as a boomer, I get tired of that old argument from fellow boomers that young people don't know how to budget and un are unnecessarily consuming that they're constantly dining out on avocados. It's like the 80s. We didn't go out and buy stuff then. A comparative price today wouldn't get you a place even in Sydney or Melbourne's outskirts, let alone a beachside suburb, says Gordon in Carlton. This one too, Anne says, Hi, Andy, I'm a baby boomer who considered that uh, that inflaming generational conflict is counterproductive, even if done in jest, she says. Each generation faces unique difficulties that are not, in my estimation, comparable. It would be refreshing if each generation could be respectful of the hardships faced by the other. She says, welcome back, by the way, I missed you. Thank you, Anne. 0418226576, what do you think? Which generation had it worst? Uh, that is the question. Eliza Owen might have the answer. Uh, she's the head of Residential Research Australia at Core Logic. She's previously worked as an economist. She also sits in the millennial camp, Eliza. We should probably get that out of the way first. You're into the home market, the home owner market, I'm assuming. <laughs> G'day, Andy. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, or, so are you eating avocado toast? Uh, I love avocado toast. I do try and make it at home. It's a bit expensive. Um, I'm very fortunate that uh, my my partner and I have recently exchanged on a property. So after oh, ten years in the rental market, thank you very much. We are in, hopefully, <laughs> assuming nothing goes wrong between now and settlement. So uh, this must be the conversation that you get a, a lot, given your job and, and your age. How do you handle it? I mean, what are your go-to arguments when it comes to settling these intergenerational differences, should we say? I think when it comes to the intergenerational differences, you can quote all of these different numbers in your favour until you're blue in the face. But I often think that the home ownership rates and the patterns in home ownership rates speak for themselves. So if we look at home ownership in Australia, it has been declining consistently since a peak in about the 1960s, where it sat at 73%. It's currently at 66%. Um, about a third of Australians own their home outright, another third uh, with a mortgage. And that's still a pretty enviable level when you look at um, the OECD average is about 60% of, of home ownership rates. But the problem is that when you have declining rates of home ownership, 
uh, in Australia in particular, it becomes an issue for people's retirement. Um, if you want to go on renting forever, you can, but you might find that by the time you hit retirement and have a lower income uh, and you're still dealing with housing costs, that's where the real differences can can come in. And the other issue, which I think really illustrates uh, the, the problem that we have with home ownership quite well, is the fact that rates of home ownership have fallen fastest among the lowest income quintiles. So that suggests that this is not so much an intergenerational debate. It, it partly is, but it's largely uh, a wealth debate uh, in the sense that if your parents own a home, it's probably going to be much easier for you to get into the housing market, whether because your parents are going to let you live at home rent-free, um, because they're going to go as a guarantor with their asset or put forward equity from their asset. All of these different forms um, can can be used to help the next generation into the housing market. So it's, that's really an important factor. Uh, I'm reading people's minds now, and particularly boomers will say, well, there was the bank of mum and dad back then, especially when interest rates were so high, there was that sort of interchange of wealth. But I suppose you're going to say that it wasn't as relied upon, and in fact, completely relied upon uh, for today's millennials in terms of getting into the market. It wasn't as relied upon in part because the actual mortgage was a lot more accessible. Um, and, and I think Anne on the text line highlighted it really well that, you know, there were different challenges faced by different generations. So it, before the deregulation of the financial system, um, it, it was much harder um, to attain a mortgage and, and you have to have a, a much higher deposit. In the 1990s, we start to see this deregulation where uh, you know, actually it, it's becoming much easier. Um, 20% deposits are becoming a norm and therefore it only takes around, you know, five years for for average full-time wage earner to, to save up their deposit as opposed to 10 years today. Um, so there are all of these different sorts of challenges that have been faced um, and parts that are not related to the financial system at all. Um, things like the fact that Australia's population has grown so much. Um, when Australia's population was lower and cities were less congested, there wasn't as much of a price premium for central areas of, of cities, for example. So it's all of these many different facets that have changed the housing dynamic over time. And it's most important that we focus on secure, attainable, sustainable housing for everyone, um, at whether it is, you know, in, in ownership or, or shoring up the private rental market. It's coming up to 10 to 5 RN Drive with Andy Park. We're talking about who had it tougher in terms of getting into the housing market, baby boomers boomers, or perhaps millennials. Uh, of course, one faced record interest rates, as we're very much reminded. Uh, the other is facing record house prices. Eliza Owens from CoreLogic, she's here helping us work through if we can compare apples with apples here on the text line 0418 
uh, D in Melbourne says availability is the key factor in housing. You can't buy it if it isn't there. I mean, that, that's sort of the point you were pointing towards, Eliza, which we haven't really even started talking about yet, which is the difference mm. between urban and, and rural areas. Laurie on the text line says, hi, Andy, there is absolutely no doubt that today's home buyers have had it much harder than my baby boomers had. The disparity between income and house prices is now immense. Uh, I'm a boomer. Uh, we did pay 17% on our borrowing, but the price of property was very much less. The problem today is using property as an investment and greedy people buying multiple properties, forcing people to become renters. It's shameful, says Laurie. Uh, I mean, uh, Eliza, uh, what else can we point to in terms of metrics here to compare? I mean, we talked about wages as well, uh, availability is one. What are the other metrics that maybe more market conditions that we can point towards to say one had it worse off than the other? Uh, I guess just house prices. I mean, typical house values have increased almost sixfold since the 1990s, say, um, compared to average weekly earnings, only increasing about 1.5 times. So, um, especially, you know, the the kind of growth that we've seen um, in regions recently and and how that's departed from incomes is creating more of a challenge. So, um, yeah, looking at the median dwelling price over time across Australia is about $50,000 in the 1980s, uh, 105000 by 1990. Uh, and as at 2023, even after record home price falls, you're still looking at 700000 um, across the, the, the median of all dwellings in Australia. So that means much larger deposits. And even at relatively low interest rates, it, it means that mortgages are, are starting to create quite a sticker shock for households um, uh, as those interest rates rise rapidly against very high levels of debt. That's probably another good um, metric to to compare, the fact that overall mortgage debt to income in Australia was sitting at about 37% in 1990. Mortgage debt is now 146% wow. Of, wow. of income. That's um, interesting. I, yeah. so, so does that figure alone in your mind, just briefly, does that settle it in terms of which generation had it worse off? I mean, it's not good for for Australia. <laughs> Says you um, now, you own a house. Look I at you pulling the that, ladder up after you. <laughs> well, I suppose the flip side of that is that the asset value to income has also risen substantially as well true, and true. sits much higher than the debt to income ratio. So it does come back to that kind of financialization. But you know, what if wealth generation is not your strategy for, for, for housing? What if you just want somewhere secure to live? I think that is really, uh, it, it feels very unfair that um, in, in, in this generation, we, we do have to take on so much more risk and so much more debt um, to, to keep up with access to the housing market. Something tells me this debate is going to continue to rage on the text line. I'll come to some more texts in a minute. Eliza, we'll have to leave it there. Eliza Owen is the head of Re- Residential Research Australia at CoreLogic. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Take care. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.